Welcome back to the Mad Couch Cast. I am doing something a little different on Fridays. We're going to start a series called the Friday Power Strategy Series, and this is designed to bring you short, action-filled episodes that can make a significant impact in your business one step at a time. We're talking bite-sized nuggets of wisdom that you can implement right now, right away, today. I'm excited because these these first four weeks are all about processes that are essential for anyone who works with clients. I'm talking if you are a service-based business, whether you're creative like a graphic designer or a website designer or a coach or a copywriter or a freelancer or a small business owner, the list goes on. These processes are going to help you streamline your business wow your clients, and deliver consistent results. Can I get an amen? Woo, I'm excited. So today we're starting with a bang. We're kicking off this Friday Power Strategy Series with a deep dive into client onboarding. We're gonna talk the do's and don'ts. We're gonna talk about steps to take when bringing on new clients. And by the end of this episode, you're gonna have some tips, some strategies that's gonna help you navigate your own client onboarding process in a way that really leaves your clients feeling confident and excited to work with you, which is what we all want. So get ready to rock and roll and take action, my friends. These episodes are packed with insights and strategies to help you build a business you love and reach your own version of success. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Mad Couch Cast. I'm your host, Kendra Gill, and I'm here to help service-based business owners like you create space in your business to ditch the daily hustle and build a business that you love. As a teacher turned certified director of operations, I'll be sharing my strategies on how to free up your time so that you can work in your zone of genius. We'll discuss topics like business planning, systems and processes, productivity, operations, and leadership mindset. Each week, we'll explore ways to build a business that truly brings you joy. So buckle up because it's time to go from feeling stuck to setting yourself up for success. Let's go scale that business. Hey friend, I just wanted to give you a quick reminder that the Passion Fueled Purpose waitlist is up now through the end of March. So head over to the show notes, click on the link, it's going to take you right to the sign up page. And this course is all about helping and equipping business owners with the knowledge and the skills to build a strong foundation for your business that is not only going to drive strategy, but it's going to give you clarity and direction. And ultimately, it's going to propel you towards your goals and fire you up. You don't want to miss this. If you have skipped this step in your business of really setting up your business foundation, or if you've set one up, but you're just not passionate about it, or it doesn't create excitement in your business, this course is for you. All right, now let's jump into all things client onboarding and talk about really how to implement this process into your business. And the very first question we have to ask ourselves is, why do we even need a client onboarding process? So picture this. You've got a new client and you're excited to work with them. They're excited to work with you. They've signed the invoice and they've signed the proposal. They sent it off and now they're just waiting and they don't know what the next steps are. They're a little confused. They are unsure of what to expect. This is where your onboarding process comes in. By establishing clear expectations and providing resources and by collecting any important information and most importantly, just telling them what the next steps in the process are, you're going to establish trust and credibility with your clients. And a bonus here, 
is especially if you have a higher ticket offer, you're also going to help minimize any kind of buyer's remorse because that person is feeling taken care of, they're feeling supported, and they're feeling validated in their decision. So think of it like a first date. You want to make this great impression, you want to get to know each other, and you want to set the stage for a lasting relationship. I always begin just by mapping out the steps. Don't worry about your project management system. Don't worry about your CRM. Don't worry about any of those things until you have mapped out what your process looks like. Decide where your client onboarding actually starts. A lot of people tell you that the onboarding process starts when the client says yes. So then onboarding begins with the invoice and the proposal and all of the things, right? Whatever it is to actually get them into your system. I personally don't start my onboarding process here. I call those the pre-onboarding steps because I set up all of my triggers for the onboarding into my offers after the payment has been made because I don't consider them a client until I have both a signed contract or proposal and invoice. Then if you have not documented any kind of an onboarding process, I suggest that you actually go back and look through the last three clients that you worked with. Three, because there's a significant chance that you didn't do the same process for all three of the last clients if you didn't have an onboarding process or if that process only lived in your head. You probably have done it differently a couple times. You left some things out a couple of times. You added other things in. And so going back and looking through your emails to those clients, you know, what did you tell them? What were the next steps that you gave them? What resources did you send? All of those things, and then map out the processes based on that. As you're looking through all of those emails and you're going back through your processes, The things that you repeat for every client should be in your onboarding process. An example for this is I also use onboarding for my podcast guests as well, but when they submit the form and I schedule a coffee chat, then my onboarding process begins. Then I know that I need to send a scheduler so we can actually record the podcast and I have an entire workflow based around a checklist of items that I know I need to complete for every podcast guest. So the same applies to when you have someone coming into an offer. As you're mapping out the steps, make sure that you are not just writing out the tasks, but you're also assigning who is in charge of those tasks. If you have a team, who is going to do what part of the onboarding process and let them know what they are responsible for. Then there's no wishy-washiness of, oh, I thought so-and-so was supposed to do that. Everyone will know what's expected of them, both on your side and on the client side. And the last thing here is don't overcomplicate the process. What does your client need and what are the next steps? If you have a higher ticket offer, you might also include a gift. But the very first thing is just figure out what do they need. You can expand on your client onboarding after you have already gotten a proven process that works. So now the question is, what do we include? I always will include either a welcome email or a welcome packet. And in this welcome packet, I include a how I work document. This how I work, we've talked about this a couple times on the podcast, I think, but this how I work document really outlines the working relationship. And if you become part of the Passion Field Purpose course, this is actually a bonus in the course. So if you're like, man, I have no idea where to start, hop on over, join the wait list. But in this How I Work document, I would include things like response times, what are your working hours or your office hours, 
what are your communication preferences, and a timeline of how the steps of my offer work. And in every single email, every single one, I put in what the next steps are. And this is not just for the onboarding. It goes through the whole process. When I am working with a client, I always include what are the next steps. I don't ever want my client to feel like they're lost or they don't know what is going to happen next. This is all about supporting your client so that they can make the transformation that you are promising. Some other things that you can include are if you have an onboarding call or a consultation or strategy meeting call, and you could include gifts if that's a part of your thing. Now that you know how to map out the steps and what to include, here are a few tips to make your client onboarding process a little bit more efficient and a little bit more effective. Tip one is use templates. If you're sending the same email every time to your clients, save yourself some time and make it a template. Also, by doing this, you're ensuring that you're not forgetting anything. The second tip is automate where you can. This is where a CRM tool comes in so handy. When you automate, you're giving the same level of care and support, but you're not physically having to be so involved. I get a little bit of pushback here on templates and automation. It just feels so impersonal. But the truth is, when you template and automate, you're ensuring you don't forget anything. And then there's no embarrassing emails of, oops, I forgot this, which can actually lead to less trust from your clients. And then the last tip, it's my favorite four-letter D word, data. Yes, you knew it was coming. All right, twice a year, I go through and evaluate my onboarding process. Is it effective? Are clients happy after they are done working with me? What are the completion rates? If you have a group program, how many people are actually finishing your group program or your group course? One way to do this is through collecting client feedback. This could be through surveys, and you could do a survey really through each part of your process, right? Now to wrap up, I know this was quick. There was a lot of things in this episode, but really when you're working through your client onboarding process, remember to map out your steps, assign your team to specific responsibilities, decide what to include, and then template and automate wherever possible. Then collect data on how well your process is working. Those are really the key elements. If you have any questions about your onboarding process, join our Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. Drop your question in there and we will point you to resources, have feedback from myself or the members, and just let us know how we can support you. Until next time, stay curious, focus on joy, and go scale that business. Thank you again for joining me today. I hope this episode was able to provide value and some encouragement as you pursue big things. If you enjoyed what you heard or if you got something useful from today's episode, we'd love for you to leave a review or share this episode with someone in your circle. And if you'd like to connect with others who are on the same journey as you, join my free Facebook community. Have an amazing week full of success. And until next week, enjoy your time.